This is the Coach's Wife Life Podcast, where Kristen Urgel, a longtime TV sports reporter and college football coach's wife, goes one-on-one with her fellow coaches' wives. We will uncover the stories of the strong women who are the backbone of college athletics and athletics of all levels. And now, Coach's Wife Life. I'm excited to have Nikita Jones on with us today. Nikita is the wife of Derek Jones, defensive backs and associate head coach for the Duke Blue Devils. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much. It's quite an honor. Now, let's talk about the road to Duke. I believe, and I might be wrong here, five stops for coach. He got his start at Ole Miss under Coach Cutcliffe, who is now the head coach at Duke. Take me from there. Okay, yeah. Derek actually played at Ole Miss for both Billy Brewer and Coach Tommy Tuberville. And he was a graduate assistant for Coach David Cutcliffe for one year before getting his first full-time coaching job at Murray State University, which we were there for five years. And after that, we had one-year stops at Middle Tennessee State University. We went on near University of Tulsa, one year at Memphis, and we will be going into our 12th season this fall here at Duke University which has been quite a blessing to have been at one school for so long. I mean, like our youngest daughter, she has no idea what it's really like to be a a true coach's kid because she's never had to move. I mean, Duke is literally all she knows. And, you know, it was a blessing for our oldest daughter, you know, to finish both middle and high school with all her friends without having to uproot. So that's kind of the path that we've we've taken. It was kind of like back-to-back, back-to-back, back-to-back. You know, and then all of a sudden we've been here for 12 years. So, well, so far, 11 years going to our 12th season. That's absolutely phenomenal. I know Coach Cutcliffe has to be an amazing man and and Karen to work for, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Love them so much. They are so awesome. I think the favorite question that everybody loves when I ask is how you meet your husband. But I want to pause it because I want to find out about you. So where did you grow up and did you ever see yourself being married to a coach? You know, I am the youngest of four. I grew up in North Mississippi in a small town called Taylor, Mississippi, which is right outside of Oxford, Mississippi. Um, I went to grade school, junior high and high school in Water Valley, Mississippi, and went on to the University of Mississippi for college. And no, I never thought I would be married to a coach. You know, even though Friday Night Lights were a part of my life, you know, because I was in the high school marching band, but I never really understood the game of football. But of course, now that I'm married to a football coach, that definitely changed. So I know all about football. (laughs) I can definitely talk the game for hours if I could. Do you absolutely love it now? Oh, I love it. I love it. I just, you know, I could not see my life as you know anything else I mean it's just been such a a part of who we are I mean I will sit down literally on a Saturday especially open dates and I decided to watch turn it on ESPN watching college game day and we are literally on the recliner watching football after football just kind of rooting our friends on you know because we have so many other friends in this you know profession at other institutions but I, I love it I absolutely love the game of football How did you meet Derek Jones? You know, Derek and I, we met in college at the University of Mississippi. Um, I was a freshman, and he was actually a senior, but he was a senior in the classroom and a junior on the football field. Now, our stories may be a little different um, from one another, but he actually inquired about me from a mutual friend, but we didn't actually meet up with one another until we were at a party at the student union. We exchanged phone numbers. But it literally took him two weeks to call me. <laughs> and, you know, we, went, we actually went on a few dates after that. Um, 
but you know we you know I guess that was a lot of chemistry there and so we eventually became exclusive um and the rest is history as we'll be celebrating our 19 year marriage this summer oh wow congratulations that's incredible oh well, thank you oh uh, thank you I was reading you have two daughters right names and ages yes we do we have a 20 year old daughter named Madison and 11 year old uh daughter named Brooklyn uh Madison actually just finished her freshman year at Lynn University in Boca Raton Florida She'll be transferring to Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia this fall. And our youngest daughter, Brooklyn, she's actually in fifth grade. She'll be graduating from fifth grade actually in a couple of weeks. And she'll be moving on up to middle school this fall. And I think she's kind of excited about that. Now, when you get some downtime, what do you enjoy doing? Well, I actually enjoy me time. <laughs> so typically, I tend to kind of pamper myself a little bit, you know, whether it's going to the nail or hair salon or going to a spa. I love having lunch dates with my friends around here or, you know, doing some shopping. Um, sometimes I exercise. I used to exercise a lot more than I do now, but I, I exercise still occasionally, but I kind of need to get better in that aspect. Do you like to travel to the away games much? Do you get to go? You know, yes, I um, try to make a point to not only go to our home games, but I try to travel to most of the away games. I like to be there to, you know, basically comfort Derek, you know, during our losses and actually celebrate with him, you know, during our wins. You know, one of the perks we have here at Duke is that all the wives of the full-time assistants, as well as the um, department head wives, we all get to travel to all the away games with the team, which makes traveling so much easier and very convenient so literally at the beginning of the season or sometime in summer I'll you know pull the schedule out and I'll just kind of try to look at the way games that I you know really want to go to like I said I try to go to most of them but I can't always go to all of them um, and so I'll just kind of plan ahead and try to get me a sitter for most of the way games so that I can you know kind of be there uh, for that support for my husband and our team. It's one of the most fun things I do if I can get away to an away game. It's just nice downtime with your husband and things that it's just, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yes, it, it really is. You know, I know they have, when we get there on Friday, they kind of have their meetings and everything, but you know, they kind of break away a little early or whatever. And then we just kind of just like, just hang out at the, you know, just get some alone time in the hotel and just kind of, you know, just spend that quality time with one another because, you know, they, they work such long hours Just you know, whenever you can find time to be one another, it's, you know, you got to take advantage of it. Now you're a wife to a very successful coach in the Power Five there at Duke, associate head coach. You know, if you can think of a few things that you really try to do that you believe is having a great impact on Coach Jones's career, what would that be? Their schedules are so demanding. So I truly believe that maintaining the household in his absence you know, being the glue that holds our family together and even encouraging him and being that pillar and support has been very impactful. For example, Derek wants nothing to do with our finances. So mm -hmm. I literally pay all the bills. I take care of all the finances and he doesn't even have a clue how to pay a bill. So, you know, I really take pride in knowing that that is one less burden for him to deal with. You know, and I must say that I am also very proud you know, of my husband. I think he's an amazing man. He's very passionate about his job and the development of all the young men that come into our lives each year. I mean, he's so driven, he's confident, and he's literally the most positive person I've ever been around. I love to hear that. I know that this profession does have those ups and those downs. 
what do you rely on as a source of encouragement when you guys just are having one of those tough moments? Actually, you know, I rely on Derek for our encouragement. Um, you know, he's always been there to assure me that everything's going to be okay, you know, during the, you know, whatever, you know, adversity he's faced, he's always had a positive attitude. Uh, and he never shows any stress. You know, and I also, uh, you know, rely on my faith in God. You know, I rely on family and friends, you know, to kind of help me get through all those ups and downs that we may face. You know, everybody in life goes through difficult things, um, and we all have different things that we are faced with. So I think we all need someone to kind of help us fight through any obstacles that we may face on, you know, day to day. And definitely we all rely on our coaches, wives, friends across the country, don't we? Oh, absolutely. Because we all are in the same boat. I mean, we know we can relate to one another. So we kind of know what this life is like. What do you feel is probably the hardest part about being a coach's wife? When Derek and I first got married, um, we were literally um, on our way. He just got his first coaching job at Murray State University and Murray, Kentucky. And we didn't really have a lot of furniture, so we're in this U-Haul together, and he kind of looked at me, and he was like, um, so are you ready for this? And I was like, sure, but boy, I had no idea what I was getting myself into, um, but um, but it's been great. I'm going to say it's been great, but but actually, you know, the hardest part I think that I've had to endure, you know, is the long hours, um, you know, the loneliness. I do get lonely at times, and I've been away from my family for so long. And so just not being able to kind of be around them um, and having to raise the kids by myself. Um, and then it just seems like we are always having to kind of plan our lives around, you know, Derek's busy schedule. And, um, and, and, and actually the negativity. There's always some negativity that comes with this profession that you have to deal with, you know, from all the outsiders. So those are some of the things I think has been, you know, kind of hard to deal with um, for me. You know, you mentioned some of those things, raising kids away from home and, and the time he spends away. What are some ways you've tried to overcome some of those big obstacles in your life? Those are things are kind of challenges. They're really hard to overcome. I mean, there's nothing you can do about the distance, but how have you been able to deal with that? I think building friendships and staying connected in the community definitely helps. And I also think it's very important to build, you know, friendships with other coaches' wives because they can actually relate to the obstacles that we sometimes face. Um, you know, sometimes when I'm feeling lonely or down, I may just, you know, pick up the phone and call a friend. And, you know, sometimes I may just decide, oh, you know what, I, I want to feel like laughing right now. I may just kind of throw in a company <laughs> and, uh, as a pick-me-up for the day. Now, if we could get all the coaches' wives to unite and we wave a magic wand, what do you think we could change one thing about this life? What would that be, you think? Oh, gosh, probably to alleviate some of the pressures and the stress that this job can sometimes bring. I agree with you on that one. Okay, so do you have a coach's wife hack, you know, maybe like a moving tip or something you've learned along the way that you always do now? You know, I don't really have a hack, but, you know, it's, it's been a long time since we've had to move since we've been here for so long. But I must say, you know, uh, if you are making a move, I think it's best to investigate the area and definitely the schools thoroughly. I remember when we moved our oldest to Tulsa, uh, she was in second grade. It was just not a good move for her academically, you know, because the new school she attended, it was, you know, it was more advanced than what she uh, was learning from the previous school. And so we literally had to hold her back. And so I just think this is one of the things I think you should just definitely, you know, investigate and kind of, you know, do your homework on the area. You're going to definitely the school system. 
now you do have those two daughters. Uh, what's something you've tried to focus on raising them and what can sometimes feel like a glass house? Well, I try to prepare my daughters for what may be said in their schools, you know, the media and the internet about our program. You know, I have to be an example for them because I know they look at me and my reactions to certain situations. You know, and I also try to teach them to kind of stay positive, you know, regardless of what's going on and to not allow outsiders uh, to be a distraction. And I always try to teach them, you know, no matter what, you know, is going on, just to rely on your faith to kind of get you, to kind of get you through. Now, do you have someone you kind of looked up to in this business, a mentor? You know, the closest person I have as a mentor would have to be our head coach's wife, Karen Cutcliffe. She is, oh my gosh, she is so amazing. I, you know, truly admire her. Uh, she is someone I can definitely call a friend. We are so close. You know, I have such a great relationship with her. So she is definitely someone that I definitely look up to. Now, you know, I started thinking about this last couple of podcasts, and I hadn't talked about it much before that, but really, we can be a good support system for the head coach's wife, and sometimes we can forget that they might need us too. You know, we'll call each other, but they might need mm -hmm. support as well. Are there some ways you've tried to support uh, Karen Cutcliffe and the fellow wives on your staff? Think about there's no handbook on how to be a coach's wife, but I think we should, you know, always make ourselves available, you know, when a fellow wife is in need, whether it's lending a helping hand or just a listening ear. You know, as, you know, a head coach's wife, they're in a different position than we are as wives. So I think you should always try to, you know, be there for them. Um, you kind of support them, um, you know, because, you know, they're, they're more in the limelight than we are. And I know as, you know, as a fellow wife here at Duke, we try to make a point to kind of get together in the off season, you know, because we don't see each other that often, you know, whether it's for dinner or even a night on the town. So much fun. We get to spend time together. Now, what's oh. really hard is trying to find time with your husband. Do you guys do a fun date in the fall at all? Are you able to have 10 or 15 minutes sometime during the season to kind of get away, whether it be lunch or do you have time for a date night? You know, we don't really do date nights, but what we tend to do is we text periodically during a day. So it's kind of like how we date by texting. <laughs> uh, but I must say we do try to carve out some time um, during the week, you know, kind of talk and spend some alone time together. But most of that time is usually just spent at home. Um, but I must say that after every home game, win or lose, um, we, you know, go home. We may invite some friends over and we kind of, Press and kind of enjoy each other's company for the night and, and that's usually a lot of fun and laughter especially when we have friends over but that's something we try to do to kind of stay connected on the season I have a few people that listen to this podcast that are not coaches wives I think actually there's a lot of fans out there that um, support us and listen to us and I think there's some things that might surprise some of the fans out there that are the responsibility of a coach's wife is there anything you think you've done that's kind of surprising to other people well you know I kind of handle everything around the house uh if I could do it so like for example, YouTube is literally my source. So whether it's, you know, fixing a running toilet or garbage disposal or, you know, I get all our vehicles maintenance, I shovel the snow, things that, you know, that I just have to do because Derek is not, you know, around to handle things. And even when we travel uh, by, by vehicle uh, in the summertime, sometimes I know his parents live about three and a half hours away. We'll go visit with them. I do all the driving. I pretty much, you know, he drives so much during recruiting and during the season that I try to kind of give him that time, like, you know, I'll drive. 
And uh, so, yeah, because, you know, most, I assume most men, because when I talk to some of my girlfriends, they husband used to do the driving, but it's me. I usually kind of give him that time off and I do the driving. Now, looking back at a career still unfolding, what are some most rewarding aspects to you about being a coach's wife? Definitely the relationships and friendships we've made. We have friends all over the country that coach at other institutions. You know, there's some that we even travel and uh, vacation with each year and, and sometimes every two years. So, you know, definitely those relationships that we made and even the players, you know, we enjoy going to the weddings each year of our um, former players. We know we enjoy seeing them prosper, you know, into husbands and fathers. You know, think about Derek. He's very hands-on with his players. And so he definitely keeps in contact with uh, so many of them. And and it's nice when they, you know, after they've graduated and everything, and they come back and they, they come over to our house. And sometimes they even, you know, spend the night and stay with us. And so it's nice, you know, kind of get to know them on a more personal um do you cook for them uh, during the season sometimes? Have the guys, guys over to eat? I, I don't necessarily cook. I'm not really a cooker. But my husband, he loves to grill out. And so he will have them over and, and he will, you know, cook some food, grill out, and he'll even make all the sides. My husband loves to cook. So, uh, so he, that's his thing. So I don't really do the cooking. I just kind of help with the preparation, the setup, and the cleaning up. But yeah, we just have them over a couple of times a year. Best on the field football moment and why? Oh gosh, that has to be hands down the game against North Carolina in 2012. You know, um, we were down by four points and it was literally fourth and two with seconds left in the game. And at the time we had received Jameson and Carter who is now an, an NFL star, he caught the winning touchdown pass to make us bowl eligible. And I really, truly believe that win and us becoming bowl eligible totally elevated our program because I don't know if you know anything about Duke football history, but, you know, Duke uh, had only gone prior to 2012 to three bowl games since 1961. They went in 1961, they went to one in the 80s, they went to one in 95, and prior to them, there was no bowl games. So we went, we became bowl eligible in 2012 from that win, and, um, and you know, it's just been, it, it was just so remarkable. I, I was literally a ball of tears after that win, because I was kind of like, you know what, we finally did it. <laughs> so that was, hands down, the most memorable football moment that I've ever had. Those things you'll carry with you a lifetime. Oh, yes. Even when I see that play today, it just gives me goosebumps. (laughs) Because I was there and I witnessed it, even though I couldn't watch it because I was so stressed. My anxiety level was like, oh, it was like on a higher scale. I couldn't watch it, but yes. (laughs) But now I know the outcome, I can watch it now. (laughs) You get pretty nervous during games? Oh, my gosh. I think I'm one of the worst. I get so nervous. I get so nervous. I Sometimes, you know, on game day, like, even leading up to game day, I get knots in my stomach. I get nauseated. I just don't feel good sometimes because I, I allow it to um, – I don't allow it. I can't help it. <laughs> I get so stressed sometimes. Yes, I do. I do. I have such anxiety during games. Do you guys sit together as a group at Duke, or do you kind of sit with your families in different spots? We do have tickets. So they put us in a certain group in the area. But, honestly, I'm blessed to have the opportunity to sit in the, the head coach's box since I've been at Duke, so I've always sit up there with Karen, and so 
done. So we just kind of cringe with each other, <laughs> you know, and just kind of feed off each other with our emotions. Very fun. Okay, fast five <laughs> questions for you. Ready? It's three o'clock. You have nothing prepared for dinner for your kids. What would you most likely whip up? Um, you know, spaghetti. Even though I don't eat pasta, my kids love it. So I use I will probably do spaghetti and I'll probably just wing it for myself and find something in the freezer or refrigerator. <laughs> okay, Coach Jones surprised you have walks in the door with concert tickets. What would be printed on that ticket? Um, uh, probably Drake or Beyonce. That would be fun. Okay. Everyone has a few <laughs> things that might need to be thrown around the house. You know, what's the ugliest thing you own? You know, we just sold and bought a new house. Uh, so I've got a rip of a lot of other things around here. Um, but I'm going to say our headboard. The headboard on our bed has a rip in it. So it either now needs to be repaired or replaced. So it is definitely the ugliest thing in our house at this moment. <laughs> okay, you get a night alone. What show would you binge watch? Now, is this a night alone for me or a night alone with Derek? Uh, just for you. Just for me? Okay, well, for me, it will be anything on the ID channel or ACTV. I don't really watch any particular shows, um, but when I'm with Derek, I watch Shameless with him because he loves Shameless. But for myself, anything on ID channel, uh, I love it all. So I will probably put it on that channel and watch episode after episode. And what channel is that? The IE channel? No, the ID Investigation ID Discovery. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> oh, fun stuff. If you could have dinner with someone other than family, from any part in history, who would that be? Um, that would probably be former First Lady Michelle Obama. And I think she's such an inspiration to so many. So I would definitely love to have lunch with her or dinner. Thank you so much for being a part of us today. That was so much fun. I appreciate it. Oh, you're more than welcome. It's been so much fun. Thank you so much. Make sure to subscribe to the Coach's Wife Life podcast. And for a replay of this episode or previous episodes, visit coacheswifelife.org and follow us on social media at Coach's Wife Life.